Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Alright folks, we've got green on a screen overnight and this with US stocks lifted by technology as Apple was one of the top performers. The Dow Jones Industrial Average snapped a three-day losing streak adding 200 points or 0.5% higher and this closing at 37,469. The tech heavy Nasdaq was the outperformer rising 1.4% to 15,056. And the S&P 500 climbed 0.9% to close at 4,781. So just 0.3% away from its closing record. For more insights, we are joined by Tim Abenowitz, Head of Research and Investment Strategy at Innovator ETFs. Tim, thanks for joining us on the show today. Great, great to be with you again, Ryan. Hey, great to always have you on to talk about markets. So let's unpack what's been happening. And I think we have to start with what's playing out in the technology space. You've got Apple on a bounce, up 3.3%. BOA upgrading a stock to buy, seeing more upside ahead. So tech on that front, at least looking good. And then you've got TSMC also looking good after posting earnings and revenue beats for the fourth quarter. What's your take on going into tech at this time? Yeah, it, it's an interesting uh, idea, Ryan. It's obviously something everybody wants to talk about right now. And if you look at, you know, not even just the Mag 7, but you look at the top four names, you look at Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, and Amazon, those four names alone in 2023 lifted the entire S&P 500 10 to 11%. That is a lot. You saw returns range from 49% to 239%. Uh, on the year for, for each of those names. And they're great stocks, right? They're, they're cash flow machines. But what we're encouraging investors to really think about right now is you have to look at the starting point. You can't count on those exact names lifting the index every single year uh, and to the level that they did last year. If you, if you just look at NVIDIA as an example, if it produced the same return in 2024 that it produced in 2023, that would put its market cap above Microsoft Meanwhile, its current revenues are just 12% of what Microsoft's are. So we really need to think about what is that starting point? What do these names have left? Again, they're very good, high-quality stocks that you, you, you want to own. You're always going to want exposure to. I think the biggest thing is that you need to tamper down expectations. And really what we think is going to happen is growth is going to remain firm. And, and the leadership in the market in 2024 is going to, to broaden and help sustain uh, a, a little bit of a rally. But overall, when we think about the, the, the starting point, it means lower returns, not just for those names as a whole, but, but also at the index level. Okay, so it suggests that perhaps growth might moderate relatively versus last year for the big seven. So would this then mean, at least if you're chasing ETFs, to look elsewhere, small caps, for example? Yeah, we think small caps is a great place um, to be looking. And, and the way, you know, one of the analogies that we're using with our, our clients right now, actually just in an event last week in, in Nashville, uh, and we're, we're talking about comparing this to think about the markets and various markets across the globe as, as a spring. And, and we want to get into markets where that spring is loaded. It's compressed. If you look at the large cap space, like, like we just talked about, it, it's not compressed. You have valuations that are, that are high. You have earning as expectations that are high. That's strike one, strike two. Mm. You look at areas like small caps, on the other hand, where they're trading at very significant discounts 
relative to large caps where, to where they usually trade to large caps on a, on a price to book basis. So this is an area in particular that we think the market has appropriately priced a lot of the macro uh, headwinds that are out there, higher interest rates, the threat of, of lower growth, which is not something that we see necessarily in the large cap space. So if growth remains firm like we anticipate this year, we think small caps can do very, very well. Um, so one of the, the uh, top ideas that we have in our investment playbook for 2024 are strategies like KJAN. This is the 15% small cap buffer ETF uh, on, the, on the Russell 2000 ETF. So if, you, if, if things go AY, they go wrong, you have that 15% buffer on the downside to help protect against mm-hmm. those losses. But you also have upside exposure uh, to the Russell 2000 ETF uh, up to a cap of north of 18%. So we think now is the time to really be not only just establishing, but also adding to those positions, given that spring is, 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 is much more loaded than it is in other areas like large caps. All right, AJAN, one of the ETF ideas you can look at. Now, talking about how the economy is doing, which will have an impact on small caps, we've been hearing some mixed signals around the retail side with better expected retail numbers coming out recently. But then you get news like Macy's cutting jobs and Amazon as well. So what is the consumer outlook like? Yeah, I think it's overall, it's, it's, it's firm, right? And, and I think if you look at the, the consumer, that's, that's obviously the backbone to, to the U.S. economy. The consumer doesn't have all the weapons that it had last year. You, know, you, you don't have the savings that it w- was stored up. You don't have the same room for credit, uh, credit balances to grow. But we need to look at wages, and wages are very strong. And as, as long as wage growth is, is strong like it is now, uh, you know, people are going to be out spending money and people out spending money is going to keep the economy afloat as it, it really has over the last couple of years. I think, Ryan, what we're becoming more concerned about now, not, not, not as much economic growth, but really just growth remaining as firm as it is, is that going to really lend itself to getting inflation back down to where it needs to be? And, and, and we think it's going to be challenging given where wage growth is. You still have right now the Atlanta Fed estimating that wage growth is running north of 5%. Uh, based on our research, that's not consistent with a 2% inflation target. To get more comfortable, we need to see wages drop, wage growth drop in the 25 to 3% range. That is what has been consistent with 2% inflation historically. So I think overall it's, it's good for growth, but I would be very cautious and so many investors have gotten complacent on the inflation battle. That is not something I would be doing at this point until we see wage growth slow more meaningfully. I don't think you can become complacent there. Yeah, talking about inflation, that definitely will be driving policy settings for the coming year. And there is a bit of a disconnect between what the Fed's expecting and what the market's trying to price in. Where do you see things when the next FOMC meeting comes about in, in March? Well, it was very interesting, right? And I think December was was surprising for a number of reasons. I just the Fed coming out, you know, signaling three cuts in in, in twenty twenty four. The dovish tone that they took. I, I see no upside for doing that. And and, and the, the, there is big risk on the other hand as well. You saw financial conditions loosen significantly after that meeting. They fell off a cliff if you if you look at the index, which poses more of a threat. The more conditions loosen, the more inflation is going to be a threat. So I, I don't know if they'll do this, but my hope is that at the next meeting, they start to walk some of that back 
and say, hey, look, the labor market is still very strong. We're going to go back to this data-dependent approach. We don't, we, we don't know what those cuts are, are, are going to look like. Really come out and take more of a hawkish stance to, to, to help really nip this issue in the butt because the, the, the looser conditions are, the more of a threat this is going to be longer term. So we really want to see them walk some of that back. And then when it comes to what the market's expecting, um, you know, we've been big advocates uh, that, that we're going to see interest rates coming back up simply for the fact that you had the Fed came out and say they're seeing they see three cuts market interpret that that is six cuts. Not sure how that math works, mm-hmm. but ultimately we think that uh, there's going to be some reversion back to uh, recognizing that cuts are going to be slower than uh, a lot of people think. Yeah, so the, someone has to be wrong. So the Fed calling for three, the market's going for <laughs> five or six. We'll see how that plays out. Of course, the next meeting in January, the end of January before we hit into March. So one to watch out for in terms of where markets will be going for the year ahead. We've been in conversation with Tim Urbanovitz. He's the head of research and investment strategy at Innovator ETFs. Tim, it's been great having you on the show as always. Thanks so much and have a great day ahead. You, you as well, Ryan. Take care. All right, we'll catch up with you again, Tim. Say Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.